All right, continuing in the Sib Avas Hashem, and we are nearing the end of the first parak, which is by far longer than the second parak, so which means we are much, pretty much uh, towards the end of the Sib. Okay, so. Um, the truth is that the morale over here points out that you know, so far we've been discussing the love of Hashem. But there's going to be a number of other things that have to do with the love of Hashem that are not directly love of Hashem. First and foremost is just like a person loves something he would also love someone that's very close to his beloved for the mere fact that this is a uh, very close very near and dear to, to the one you love so you love that thing as well uh, so that therefore we're now going to discuss the love that a person should have for for Torah scholars Okay, so here we go. Says the Gemara in Ksuvus. Amar Bielazer. Amay Haaretzos. Einan Chaim. People of the land uh, are not going to live. It means that they're not going to live with the resurrection of the dead. Shenemar. Mesim Bal Yichayun. Dead ones who are not going to live. Obviously, the reason to darshan that pasuk is because dead ones are dead ones are definitely not going to live. They're dead, right? So rather, it means even when other dead ones are going to come to life, these dead ones are going to stay dead. And who are they? They are the amehaaratzos, the people of the land. It's people who live. An entirely physical existence. People who uh, are people of the land. They're connected to the land. They're they're physically engrossed individuals. Now it's important to note, Ame Haaretz. When we you refer to them as Ame Haaretz or Ame Haaretzos, uh, these can be people who keep all the mitzvahs. When we're not talking about people that are Rishoyim, people that are violators of, of uh, commandments. They're like the famous, famous Gemara in Shabbos, that when Rishim Bar Yochai and his son came out of the cave after 13 years of hiding, they saw an Amar Aretz, Arab Shabbos running with two bundles of, uh, of Hadassim in his hands. And they said to him, what are you, what are you you're running for? So he said, I'm bringing these Hadassim to my home. Lekavit Shabbos, you should smell nice. And they said to him, why do you have two bundles? So he said, one is for the Shamor, one is for the Zachar. The Shabbos is Zachar, the Shabbos, but you Nemru. So he was carrying two bundles of good smelling uh, things. Lekavit Shabbos. So this is a person who was... Uh, Mm-hmm. Who, who was uh, keeping Shabbos and, and even honoring Shabbos. But he's still not Maritz. Uh, so, about these people, these people who keep all the mitzvahs potential, 
Rabbi Elazar said, Amayaretz are not going to be resurrected with the Tchiyas Amesim. And the Bryce also says like this, Mesim Bal Yuchiyun, dead ones were not going to live. Yachol maybe it means all people, there's not going to be any resurrection of the dead, says the Bryce. No, Talmud Loimar, continuation of the Pasek, explains to us what this means. Refoyim Bal Yuchumu. Now, Rafayim is from a language of Rafui. Rafui means to go weak. Not in Pshat, it means those that have, go, those that have been weakened by death. But that seems to be redundant with the previous statement of Mesim Bal Yuchiyu. So rather, says the Baraisa, what does it mean Rafayim Bal Yuchumu? Weakened ones will not stand up. Stand up means the resurrection. It means Someone who has weakened himself from learning Torah, in other words, he could have learned Torah with more exertion, with more intensity, with more dedication, instead he weakened himself from that, he gave himself a pass, it's fine, I'll, I'll just uh, you know, give some tzedakah and whatever else, I'll do mitzvahs, but I'm not going to exert myself fully in the toil of Torah. That about them, because of Medaber. So that it's specifically about them that it says, Mesim Baal Yichyu, the dead ones, they will not live. Because these people, the weakened themselves from the learning of Torah, they will not stand up with the resurrection of the dead. Uh, by the way, any ideas why this is? Here you have a person. He's, he's doing mitzvahs. He's uh, doing what Hashem told him to do. And yet, he's not going to be resurrected with the case of Macy. Any ideas why that is? Exactly. Like we like we described them. They are haaretz. They're people who are gross in physicality. Torah, a person who lives in Torah, a person who toils in Torah, he's fundamentally a person who's living a spiritual life. He's here in this world. He's not a Buddhist monk. He has a wife and children. Yeah, but fundamentally he's a person who is living a spiritual life. Whereas an Amaris is fundamentally a person living a physical life. So physical life, so what connection does he have with all of Mabo? Wait, but uh, like isn't ju- just the process of fulfilling mitzvahs kind of makes you grow? Or like, like uh, y- yes, there are some mitzvahs that must be performed with kavana, but that it's not all of them. Even if he did it with kavana, even if he did the mitzvah with kavana. Uh, obviously, Raborah is right. The mitzvahs do give us a boost, but. Someone who is engrossed in physicality, at the end of the day, that's where he's living. If the mitzvah would have boosted him enough to where he understood that life is about spirituality, then guess what? Exactly, he'd be learning Torah, right? So the fact that he remains a person who is engrossed in physicality, who is connected to the land, means that he cannot 
you can't make it up there. That's what that's what Rabbi Rabbi says, and that's what it, it, it's a possible and it's a baraisa, which means it's a tanoic source. Just listen to this. Amale Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan was the Rabbi. Rabbi Elazar's Rabbi, and he said to him, it is not pleasant, it is not tranquil to your master that you said like this. In other words, Hashem is pained over such a thing that you said. You just sentenced an entire segment of the Jewish people to not having a resurrection of the dead, not having all Mabo. Now, Rabbi Yochanan note does not have a kasha on what Rabbi Elazar said, but he's saying this would be this would pain Hashem such such a setup. That we have that there are so many Amarats and that are not going to be resurrected. Yes. That, if he's quoting Torah, that's not that's not the fault of Rabbi Ezra. So Rabbi Yochanan says, therefore, I'm gonna I'm gonna interpret it differently than you. Not because not because there's something in the Psukim that, that, you, that you missed, but because this would be too painful for Hashem. I'm going to therefore interpret the positive differently. And rather it means like this. Who is the one that was a marpe, that weakened himself from Jivay Torah? Says Rabbi Yochanan, that's Leavodos Kachovim Hudikshiv. He weakened himself from the words of Torah, means the words of Torah represent here service of Hashem. And he weakened himself from it, meaning he allowed himself to get carried away into service of idols. That person has no resurrection of death. But uh, just a, an Amma Aris who weakened himself from the learning of Torah, he didn't participate in the transmission of the Torah. He's not involved in the spiritual things. We have no proof that he doesn't have a, that he, that he uh, does not have a resurrection of the dead. Now I'm going to expect you, because you're learning Derech Hashem, to tell me afterwards where the Derech Hashem where, where this, this, this is discussed. With Sadiqim, What do you mean with Sadiqim, Yosef? The only way that they would get into Wait, Sadiqim? Oh, wow. Call it code. Five points, Yosef. Put it up on the board. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll. What? No, 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 no. I, I, I sorry. Maybe, maybe some sort of misunderstanding. Uh, all the great. Tanoim and Amaroyim and great Talmud uh, were working and many of them worked very hard and uh, many of them were terribly impoverished. 
but it's nonetheless it's always a choice that a person has to invest into the spirituality or not so that's a not sure what you're referring to but anyway so Yosef said that what we're going to be discussing over here is the concept of call Yisrael Aravim Zelazeh number one Aravus and that the Ramchal explains over there the reason why Hashem set up a system of Aravus is so as to increase drastically the number of people that make it into Olam Haba. If not for that, each person would be on his own and so many people would not make it in. And says, so let, let's hold that thought. So back to us. Rabbi Elazar saw in the Pasuk that Ame Aretz do not have a Tchia Samesim. And therefore no Olam Haba, of course. Because you need to be resurrected in order to be around. Rabbi Yochanan said, but this would pain Hashem too much. That can't be the Pshat. And therefore I'm going to say a big Dokak in the Pasuk. Not because he wants to, but because this would be too harsh. Right? And therefore he wants to say big Dokak that weakening oneself from Torah means Avodazar. Rabbi Elazar came back to him and said, Amar Lei, Mikra Acher Ani Dorish. says, I'm not only coming from this Pasuk. I have another Pasuk that's proving to me how to learn this Pasuk of ours. And therefore there's no way out. Why? Because the Pasuk says, the Ksiv, Kitel Oros Tal Yacha, the Oritz Refoyim Tafil. So the dew of light is your dew, and the land of death is contrasted to that. Call Hamishtamesh. Torah, anyone who has the light of Torah in his life, or a Torah then is going to be act as a do of resurrection, a resurrecting do. But someone who does not use the light of Torah, which means he's not Amaharas, ain or Torah So the light of Torah does not resurrect him. So in other words, Rabbi Lazar triangulated and showed that it's that it's the only way to be resurrected is through the light of Torah. And therefore Amay Aras, who have weakened themselves from it, cannot be resurrected. So can we spell out a little bit more what Amay Aras are? It's a very good question because the Gemara gives a number of opinions as to, as to what they are. Various opinions, arranging from someone who doesn't know how to say Krishna. Just the words? Yeah. And all the way up to someone who was not Mishamish which means he didn't learn Talmud. He didn't learn in the yeshiva. He, didn't, he doesn't understand the process of learning. Okay? Now, seemingly, the definition that we're talking about over here is which one? The, the, the later one. Why do you say that? No, oh, okay, because, uh, I mean, the big part of, like, going to Yeshiva learning is, like, learning Torah. 
more, right? So spending more time learning Torah as More time, to not just time, but uh, time and uh, you know, becoming someone who is a learner of Torah. But how do we know that maybe the Amar is that we're talking about who's not going to be resurrected if someone doesn't know how to say Kriyashma? That's the one that you like. Okay. What are you trying to prove? No, the You're going in the wrong direction. It's it's easy. What have we said? Rabbi Lazar brought a proof from the Tel Oros Tal Yecha. If, 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 if the Torah, it's the Or of Torah. You need, the, you need the light of Torah. So therefore, I know to say Kriyishma. Good, Kriyishma is a mitzvah. Very nice. You know, and so, another opinion is he wears talis and tefillin and whatever, and he has mezuzah on his door. You know, all those, those are all good. They bump you up a notch. But here, Rabbi Elazar is saying from Sukim, and it's a baraisa behind him, and he's got two psukim triangulating, which Rabbi Yochanan can't compete with, that it's specifically someone who weakened himself from the learning of Torah, which means he's not a Talmud Chacham. He's not a student of the sages. Someone who's not a student of the sages will not be resurrected as of now. Don't, don't leave the shir yet. Don't leave. No one's allowed to leave right now, okay? But right now, so Rabbi Yochanan, was very much in pain. Kevin the Chazie, the Kamitztayer, since Rabbi Elazar saw that Rabbi Yochanan was suffering, he was in pain over this. And why is he in pain? First of all, because he loves Jewish people. And second of all, because he knows that, like he said to Rabbi Elazar earlier, that your master, meaning Hashem, is not gonna, it's not gonna be pleasant by him. It's not gonna be restful for him to have such a thing where such segments of the Jewish people are not going to be resurrected. Amar le Rebbe. So Rebbe Elazar said to him, Rebbe, Motsosi lehen takonam in the Torah. I found for them a way to fix things from the Torah. I found that the Torah has a, has a safety esca- escape hatch for, for Amay Haaretz. Which is what? Says the Pasuk. You're all uh, clinging to Hashem, your God, and you're all alive today. Now, this is the Chaim, this is the life that we're talking about. This is the life, the, the real life, meaning. Uh, the opposite of, of what we said before of uh, dead ones will not live. Saying, no, you, all of you, since you're clinging to, to Hashem, your God, so you're all alive. Alive means in the full sense of the word. You're going to live. You're going to live uh, in all my body. There's going to be a resurrection of the dead for you. And how is that? Because you're dveikim, because you're clinging to Hashem your God. 
continues Rabbi Elazar. Vehi Efsher Lidvuki Bishkina. Is it possible for a person to cling to the Shina? Vaxiv Ki Hashem Alukecha Eish Ochla. Hashem, your God, is a fire, is a consuming fire. So a person who is flesh and blood cannot cling to a consuming fire. Ella, call her Macy Beto Talmud Chacham. Rather, anyone who marries of his daughter to Talmud Chacham. And he does business on behalf of Talmud Chacham. The guy's anyway, let's say, anyway doing a business transaction. And he, he's anyway going to be buying X amount of it. So he, he's going to be doing all the work and all the foot, all the leg work and all the uh, connections and everything. So he offers to the Talmud Chacham, listen, you can be my silent partner and I'll give you, and I'll give you the equal, I'll give you an equal share, although you're not running around, you're not traveling on ships from one sea to, other, to another. But I'll, I'll uh, you make the investment and you'll you'll get your fair share of the profits. That's the someone who does prakmatia for talmidik hachamim. And the third thing, vehamehane talmidik hachamim binachasim. Someone who uh, le- lets uh, Torah scholars benefit from his property, from his wealth, it means. Uh, Free of charge, free of you know. Mala alav hakasu kiilu medabek bishchina. The Torah considers it to him as if he's clinging to a divine presence, and that's why the Torah can say that you all are clinging to Hashem today, and you're all gonna live forever. You're all alive. You're gonna have resurrection of the dead. Why? Because you're clinging to Hashem. Ah, you can't cling to Hashem. If you cling to Talmidah Chachamim. And how does one cling to Talmidah Chachamim? Through three things. You know, what are the three things? <laughs> Marrying off your daughter to a Talmud Chachamim, correct? Doing business on behalf of the Talmud Chachamim. Again, there you're not having to lose any money. You're just letting him in on your on your deal, right? You're doing a business deal. You're letting him in, and then finally, what? Support the call of Teresami, right? The plug, plug annual fundraiser campaign starting right now. Exactly. Okay. So, um, firstly. How does clinging to a Torah scholar help to cling to Hashem? Answer is, the Amaharitz himself is a physical person. And Hashem is a fire, is a consuming fire. So how can, you know what happens if you take a piece of meat and you stick it in fire? Steak? I, 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 maybe I'll have somebody else might make my steak next time, not you. Yeah. Uh, charcoal. Yeah. Roast and toast. 
Yeah, you don't want you don't want to be sticking things into the fire. Steak has to be kept at a nice distance. The heat from the fire will warm up the steak, but to literally be so the point is. By the way, interesting. The Talmidei Chachamim are called Tzurba Mirabonim. Uh, uh, students of the rabbis are called Tzurba Mirabonim. The scorched ones by the rabbis. The scorched ones. Why are they called the scorched ones? Like the uh, like the Mishnah Perkiava says, Hizaharu, be careful of yourselves from the Chachamim. Right? On the one hand, we're encouraged to bring them into our home, to let them sit there and have their Torah discussions and etc. On the other hand, be careful of them, lest you get burnt by the fire of their coals. Right? So a regular person coming in. Oh, rabbis! I think you're discussing this mitzvah. Well, I think. So that's, uh, so that's uh, not a good idea. That's what the Mishnah warns us about. Right? Um, so the point is the Torah scholars... Wait, so what's wrong about that? Like, isn't that the whole point of learning and discussing? Like, okay, somebody has an opinion, somebody else's opinion. Okay, somebody else is more educated, but... Like, unless they voice their opinion, the other person wouldn't know where to correct them. It's, it's one thing for you so to, like, it, it, to it, lecture it, it, me on something, another for me to say, well, I think this, then you can see potentially where I went wrong and correct it. You're right. So or, you, the way, that's why I said, well, I think, right, because that's not, that's not a proper level, I mean, distance. When, when you're next to a fire, right, you want to warm yourself from the fire, but you don't want to stick your hands into the fire. So respect connotes that you keep a certain distance. So when, when I say the extreme of it is, let's say, in my personal life, so I'd be speaking to a Moshe Shapiro, and, I'd be, and, and I had questions, I had genuine questions on his shiurim that he gave in the colo, right? So, so I, so I ask in a very respectful, not not I think, but I say, you know, what did the Rosh Kol mean the following? Day? So you give me an answer, and then you, I can like, maybe I could push him one more time, but like, yeah, you know, if I push him one more time and he still, you know, doesn't go in the direction I'm wanting, that, that that's it. Like, it, it's already a chutzpah. You you have to. It's like, it, it's, uh, nowadays, there's very little respect in the world, unfortunately, but you're in the presence of, of, an, of a Malach Hashem Tzokos. You're in the presence of, 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 of an angel of God. And uh, this is a person that, that's, a living, that's a living Torah scroll. She's like a Torah scroll. You don't take a Torah scroll, grab it with your hands and, you know, wrap it around your body or whatever it is, right? It's... it's in a separate place, it's got velvet covering, you you don't touch it, right? If you want to kiss it, you, you know, use your tzitzis to touch it, and then you kiss your tzitzis or something, right? There's a certain distance, a certain level of respect. That's, now, you, you can ask a respectful question at the right time, in the right way, and and, uh, and, and get an answer. But you have to be careful, the Mishnah says, not to overstep your boundary and get scorched. Of course, as a person grows higher and higher in their own uh, Torah uh, knowledge and, and uh, 
prowess and he himself starts becoming a Tamil Chacham, then he can challenge more other people. You know, you have to kind of know your place and how much can you challenge other people depending on where they are, right? And uh, you, say, you ask it as a question, do you, do you say it as a, as a disagreement, do you, uh, you know, sometimes you might have to preface it with, you know, Luli de Mistafina, if I wouldn't be scared, here's what I would say, right? Some of the, some of the great rabbis, or when they write to ask Akasha on somebody else, they'll first say, you know, if I wouldn't be scared, here's what I would ask on him. Now they really are asking, but, but the way that they're saying it is... Uh, so anyway, so the point is, it's, uh, we have to understand how to re- relate to Talmidah HaKamim. Because Talmidah HaKamim are an extension of Hashem. They're Hashem's representation, representatives in this world. Okay? So... Um, and therefore, clinging to them, even though the person himself is not someone who clings to Hashem, he's not someone who is living a spiritual life, but by clinging to a Tamil he can have an association with the spiritual. And specifically, the Gemara here gives it over as three ways. Of course, the Gemara doesn't mean exclusively these three. Right? It doesn't say Bishlosha Drochen. Right? It would say in three ways. And we would know it's three and only three. Rather, this is giving us archetypal examples. This is giving us you know, the, 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 the three, ba- three basic ways. Others will be related. Otherwise, others will be similar to one of these three. But yeah, there's more in any way. I mean, the point is association. Right? It's through, asso- through closeness. Through association. And that's the concept of a radius. Where, where you know, you, uh, the way that uh, I think Yosef uh, just now said it is that you make it on his, uh, you make it all my on his coattails. Yeah? So now the Derek Hashem says that, of course, a person who makes it all my through such an association is going to have the lowest, the, the lowest aspect of all my Just a halik in all my just a little portion. But nonetheless, something. A person who himself can become a spiritual person in his own right is ain't a doma, you can't compare. But uh, it's something. Okay. So why specifically these three? So the morale explains to us these three is because they represent three aspects of a person. Person has his physicality, his body, his emotions, and his intellect. So the three basic parts of a person. Now, a person's daughter is an extension of his body. She's uh, his biological child. <laughs> She's an extension of him. He raised her. He fed her, etc. So by marrying off his daughter, it's like he literally has a physical connection with the Talmud Chacham. Um, Prakmati, doing business. So any businessman knows that at the end of the day or the week or whatever it is, when you're, when you're a businessman, get exhausted like nobody else. 
not exhausted in the physical sense of like, you know, schlepping around lumber or, you know, uh, iron pipes or something like this, but emotional exhaustion, right? Because it, 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 it takes a toll. You, you, you're, you're taking gambles and you're arguing with people and you, the guy is trying to swindle you and you have to hold your own and there's a whole, a whole thing. And that's, that's an emotional turmoil. Now, the Talmud Chacham, theoretically, if nobody helps him, he has, to put, he has to put the bread on the table, so he would have to do it himself. By taking that upon yourself, where you'll take the, that tirda, that emotional turmoil on yourself, so you're um, providing tranquility, emotional tranquility for the Talmud Chacham to be able to sit and do and do what he's doing. So the first person is giving him, a, a, his daughter is giving him, so to speak, uh, a completion to his body, to his physical body. The second person who is doing the business on his behalf is, is giving Tamachacham emotional tranquility. And the third person is by giving money, which we discussed back in when we said the person should love Hashem, what are those three? is right, which means which means with your emotions, with your emotional, right? The, the challenge of uh, I, I want to do this. No, you're not going to do this. You're going to serve Hashem instead, right? That's with the whole levavacha. That's with your emotions. means even if you have to give up your life, that's physicality. That's literally your, you know. Um, not there anymore. And then finally, which means with all, with all of your resources. And we explained back then the resources connected to the Seichel in the Sivavas Hashem, whoever missed it, we spoke about it. That uh, I'll just say that I don't want to get into explaining but that it, uh, that Kinyanim are done through the Seichel. Ownership of, it, of things is only through the Seichel. Uh, a shota cannot own things. A person who doesn't have das cannot own things. Uh, you know, hasecha um, das. You know, is, uh, uh, is, is you know, do you own the thing or do you not own it? Do, do, do you consider it yours, right? Or were you, or you miyayish on it, right? All those things has to do with with the person's seichel, his intellect. That's that's the moment. So we're providing those three things. A, a person can link up with the Talmud Chacham, and the concept is, like Yosef said, Arevus, is the concept that all of Klaus are really make up one giant body, a person, which has a body, has emotions, and has an intellect. If you took all the, if you took all the people in Klaus, some of them would fit into being the body of Klausel, that would be, let's say, the, the person that provides his, his daughter to Tamachachan for a wife. Some of them would be the emotions, the heart, that would be the, you know, the businessman. And some of them would be the intellect, that would be the Tamidachachachamim. And together, all of us, it's the whole person. So we're all linked up. So if you recognize that, and you recognize your place within that, so either should become a Talmud Chacham, everyone should strive to become a Talmud Chacham. Or, 
If you're not, then you should be either the goof for the Talmud Chacham or the emotions for the Talmud Chacham or provide money for the Talmud Chacham. And through that, a person is able to link up and connect and be Nizdabik in the Talmud Chacham, who is an extension of Hashem's representative, so to speak, down here. Person is, and that's and that's called Vatema Dvekim Bashem Alokechem Chaim Kulchem Ayom. All of you are clinging to Hashem today. You're all alive, alive indefinitely, forever alive. Chiyas Amesim, resurrection of the dead. And notice the par- notice the parallel that we made between loving Hashem and loving Talmidei Chacham. You love Hashem, b'chol levavachu, b'chol nafshechu, b'chol meodecha with your emotions, with your body, and with your money. And you love Talmud HaKamim. Either by giving them your daughter, by doing business on their behalf, or giving them money. Because why? Because if you love Hashem, you love the, the thing that's close to Him, which is His representatives here, which is Talmud HaKamim. And that is explicit in the continuation of the Gemara. The Gemara continues and says the same drasha that we just made for the resurrection of the dead is also made about loving Hashem. The Kiyotzer Bedaver Ata Omer, a similar drasha is made. That we're commanded to love Hashem and to cling to Him. And the Gemara has the same question. Well, how can you cling to Hashem? It's a, it's, a, it's a consuming fire. Rather, what does it mean? It's a person who marries off his daughter, does business on behalf of, and gives monetary support to And now we mean that he's fulfilling the Pasuk of Loving Hashem. Why? Because if you love Talmud HaKamim, you love them because they're an extension, because they're a representation of Hashem's will in the world. So then you love them. Can I ask a quick question? Might be a little. Uh, so, so, like, uh, Hashem is like, uh, like he's all encompassing, unknowable. Like, why? Like, uh, in, in earlier classes, we were talking about how the Torah sometimes the flying thing, sometimes it's something else. Like, like it's uh, it has different aspects. Right. Like, why are we? Uh, saying that Hashem is a burning fire. Why can't he be, well, like, he, he, he can be all-encompassing. He can be one, he can be another. I feel like he isn't using the fire, like, only a particular interpretation for, to prove a particular point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you're assuming that it has, that Hashem has to be a fire. Why can't very it be good, very good question. A water that's water. abrasing? Mm-hmm. Right. Why, why are we saying that uh, he's a fire? So spirituality is represented by fire. Fire is the most spiritual thing that we know in this world. You're using it as an analogy, of course, right? Uh, that Hashem, the Shekhinah is not a fire, right? But um, from all the things in this world, between the four elements, let's say. So you got earth, that's very earthly, certainly very physical, right? Water, totally physical. Even the wind is, uh, at least moves this way, a fire is going up. 
right? Fire is going up, it's uh, transformative, it's powerful, and therefore it's an analogy for spirituality where, back to the analogy that we said earlier, you're right, you're right that we can have different analogies. But here the analogy is we're asking, how can someone who's a flesh and blood get so close to spirituality which is like sticking a sausage inside of a raging fire. It's an analogy that Kazal gives us. But the point is, someone physical has no place. He can't, he cannot be in the presence. It's like, uh, you know, Nadav and Nadihu, the two sons of Aaron, as great as they were, but they went into the Holy of Holies and they got burnt up. Right? Because, again, to, back to the analogy of being careful from the fire of the coals of the Tomedekakab. So if people are physical, so how can they have this closeness with something so spiritual? Uh, I, it might be not a very correct argument, but like uh, when we were uh, doing the sacrifices, like uh, how are we, uh, we were burning them up. Right. right, right, right. So, like, why? Well, like, okay, we're physical. We get close to the fire. We get burnt out. But why? Is, why is that a bad thing? Like, we because well, because then you're gone. Because then you're like destroyed. If with the sacrifice is a different story, right? But but you don't want to get burnt up. I mean, you're as a physical body, like your physical part gets burned out, but like so. But then, you, but your spiritual got that would be great, except for the fact that the person we're talking about here is an Amaris, who's fundamentally physical. That's the point that we're saying. For Torah scholars, the, the people who are fundamentally spiritual, then okay, then then they yeah they live with spirituality all all day. But some, what about someone who is a physical person? He's engrossed in physicality. What about him? Is there a way for him to cling to spirituality? Okay. Good. Uh, Yosef, you had a question? Yes, uh, maybe like, a couple of quick ones. If the, so if the person does all three with the Talmud Bacham, that means that he gets a higher, a higher level of Olamhaba. Versus one or two? Uh, I, I could hear that. I mean, obviously, the, there might be quantity and quality going on. You know, maybe maybe, maybe one person did all three, but you know, did them only a little bit, whereas the other person did one of them, but he did it, you know, in a very, very def definitional way. He literally, is what he did, he, you know... Uh, he exerted himself in this area his whole life, and so that maybe you'd be. Yeah, it's, uh, but if you're asking me, is, is is three better than one? Will all else be equal? The answer is yes. Is there any, does this apply to rab, like rabbis in general today? Yeah. Like to an, ex to an extent. Going to attach themselves to you or marry one of your daughters or something like that. To, to an extent, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't directly apply. I mean, Talmud Chacham is a very high bar, um, which many rabbis don't meet directly, but there might still be a certain aspect of it, you know, uh, obviously, you know, people that 
that you know are more dedicated to spirituality hopefully more you know i mean ignoring the outliers ignoring the you know, somebody who really wants to become rich but he became a rabbi and now he's just trying to figure out how to become rich by being a rabbi or you know whatever it is but uh but fundamentally i mean it, it's, it's gonna apply to a certain extent but, but, but by the way but, but he doesn't have to be a rabbi he'd be somebody who sits and learns all day and he works maybe for a few hours or whatever it is but he's someone who's who is a big tamil chacham you don't have to be a rabbi of an institution to be a tamil chacham Like, theoretically, like, they're not just like a total Amarant, like meaning they're learning on their own. Like, do they still get that connection to the Tzadik or to the Tamil Chacham um, in Olam Haba, or are they, are they only getting on their own merits? You're saying, can you, can you do like a split? That's what you're asking. Can you right. do, yeah, yeah, I, I think even the Dekha Hashem is Mashma. There's not binary, it's not like you're either coming in all on your own or you're coming in entirely on, on the other person's merit. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely have uh, a um, partial, partial, uh, par partial, you know, division of where you know the person is himself, yes, spiritual, but maybe not, not enough. But through the love and the closeness that he has with Talmidei Chachamim, he gets an extra boost in that regard. In other words, it's a boost. It's 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 spirituality through association, because since we are all interconnected, so the more associated you are now, obviously association can be too many. That's why I said it's not limited to these three. You could you could you know uh, help him do his grocery shopping. That may uh, that may not be as big of a deal as actually like being his business partner. That would be you know, being a business partner for him would be much bigger. Uh, you're literally like uh, spending day and night, uh, you know, in this business, and you know, that's that's a big deal. But helping him get his grocery shopping or giving him a, ri a ride somewhere—that's why you know, people all often like to give like a Tamil Chacham a ride to the airport or pick him up from the airport, right? Like uh, when so uh, sometimes when we have a Tamil Chacham come to town, so I'll tell somebody, hey, you know, the opportunity. For you to be Mishab Mishatam al Chacham, you can come from the airport, give him a ride, help him out with some things, that's, that's, uh, that's all included in that. Okay. Uh, Benson, you want to say, so you, you got uh, to ask? Talmud is attaching to Rebbe in a different way. He's attaching to him through the Torah itself. Talmud. He's actually learning from the Rebbe, even when he's being Mishamash the Rebbe. Godel Shibushu Milimudo is talking about a Talmud who's learning from the conduct of the Rebbe. Yeah? Here we're talking about people who are not capable or not interested in, in the actual. Yeah, but there's like an attachment, like a father to a son. Uh, Talmidim are called Bonim. We learned that from uh, from um, the sons of Arna Cohen, who are called Bonim of Moshe Rabbeinu. 
That's by themselves. No, we're not going to do it. We'll get that by themselves. Yeah. 